The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I'm your host, Raider Greg. Welcome to the show. And the Eagles <laughs> soar away with the W, 19-10 over the Oakland Raiders. Boy, this offense was like watching paint dry. That and more here on show 503. Right, Raider Nation, on today's show, we will have a Gruden sighting, a serious one, and one that bears our complete and total attention. Post game for the Eagles, if it flies, it dies. Well, it flew, and we blew, and that was the end of that. There's a pregame for the nutless, boltless Chargers, Chargers, but the Chargers have a better record than us, playing better than us. And, uh, well, we're going to L.A. or Smelly at this time uh, to play that game. Last game of the season. And, uh, well, <laughs> we have a little bit to say about that game. And the bone line, of course, is rocking like crazy. Love the Raider Nation. So let's get to this Gruden story because it's pretty damn cool. They're yeah. grabbing the bucket. Lincoln Kennedy and Daryl Russell. Couple linemen with, with big hands here. Let's see how they handle this. They're trying to capture Gruden. They're trying to trap him. Tyrone Wheatley no has the responsibility of getting him, and they get him. <laughs> John Gruden doused as the champions of the AFC West. You know, the son of a coach. His brother's a coach in the arena league, and all he ever wanted to do was be a head coach, leading to an AFC West crown. John Gruden and his team one play away from winning the first division title for the Raiders in 10 years. And his team is is for real, and Al Davis said, just win, baby, and, and that's what he's done. Everybody said, don't go to Oakland. You don't want to play for the man, Al Davis. He's difficult. He'll interfere. John said, I want to go play for the man. I want to, I want to pick his brain. I want to pick football. I want to learn with him. And it's been a good marriage between the two. And they'll be back here in a couple of weeks to see this team in the second round of the playoffs. Most likely the final play of the game. Lewis to Brad Hoover. Brought down for the tackle. Ball pops out. And the Raiders have recovered. Darian Gordon down the sideline. And this is how the Raiders will crown it off. There's your AFC West champion scoring a 74-yard touchdown on the final play of the game. Chucky. All right, could there be a return of Chucky for the Oakland Raiders? (laughs) I pray that it happens. Let's talk about it. Use zap to west right tight. F left. Fake 99 toss crunch naked right. You guys like this? And a dropping back. He loops one end zone. Rising! Yeah! 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 
On a recent 95.7 The Game interview, which Randy's going to play, Rich Gannon, who can dissect the team's issues like no one else, really other than Chucky himself, really, had some really insightful and enthusiastic for me, I hopeful for me, and I hope hopeful for you, I'm sure, that John Gruden will come out of retirement and coach a team, and he's going to be ready to do it. The, and the reason I feel hopeful and not cynical about this is he talks about there's been some reaching out to assistant coaches. Now, that is a definite sign that something's going down in Gruden Town. And this was the kind of thing you got to look for for a return of any coach, the coaching staff, which is so important. And at this time, no one wants to play their hand. It's like poker or these assistant coaches, man, they'll lose their job. So it's a sensitive way to go, but man, that's how Gruden's got to get out there. And I guarantee you with the insight, the relationships and where he's gone since he's left coaching, he's going to find the right guys and the right time to come back. I hope to the Oakland Raiders, we have a shot. It's only if Mo and Veggie have enough beans between the two of them to get it done. So let's listen to Rich. Former head coach John Gruden here. There's a report over the weekend, Rich, that John Gruden has started to reach out to other assistant coaches in the NFL, maybe eyeing a return. We know his youngest son is going to be a senior next year at, in high school out there in Tampa Bay. Um, do you think Gruden is coming back on the sideline? I know we, we've asked you this before, but do you think he's itching to return to the sidelines? And if so, which team could you see him with? Could he possibly make a return here in Oakland and maybe help revive the Oakland Raiders? You know, I've had conversations with him. I haven't had one. You know, recently, when I say recently, in the last couple of weeks, I spoke to him probably a month ago. Uh, but I've talked to him a lot in the last couple of years. Um, I think he thinks of himself as a football coach. Um, you know, he works like a football coach. He's really, you know, if you ask what he's done over the last four or five years, I don't think anyone's worked harder. You know, it's almost like the, the Rocky movie, you know, where he, he went to he went and trained over in Russia. You know, I think John has been training like that for five years. I, I think he has done an unbelievable job staying abreast of what's going on in the league, looking at personnel. He has spent a lot of time with college coaches and learning about different defenses and different things they're doing offensively in terms of the spread game and and he, he just gathers all this information, and I think when he comes back, he's going to come back with a vengeance. I think it's getting close. That's my personal opinion. I think it wouldn't surprise me in the least if he comes back this, this in the next month and uh, we hear uh, a press conference and, uh, introducing John Gruden as the next head coach of a, of a team. And uh, my sense is it could be on the West Coast or it could be somewhere down south. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> do you think, uh, real quickly here, I got to follow up with that one. Do you think, because I think of Dick Vermeil, um, I, I think of Joe Gibbs uh, when he came back to Washington. Do you think the game, you obviously said oh, Gruden is in, he, he's different has situation. Different. The Joe Gibbs one was really, I mean, he was away from it. He was in NASCAR. John has not been away from it. John has yeah. been working with ESPN, but more importantly, you know, he has, you know, he's got Mark Ortega, his assistant. They sit down there in that office. They watch cut-ups and film and, 
I mean, he's 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 brought defensive coordinators, offensive coordinators from the league, and he's he's gone and spent time with coaching staff. I mean, he has he has continued to work at it, and I just don't think I think he could put a staff together rather quickly. I think he's the guy that's going to come back and do it the right way. I would tell you this: as I go around and do these games, I can't tell you how many coaches, I mean, how many quarterbacks aren't being coached properly. It is a real problem in our league right now, and no one coaches that position any better than John Gruden. Wow. Have fun down there in L.A., Rich, for New Year's Day, where the Chargers will be playing for a playoff spot. Let's see how much fight the Raiders will bring. I did like their fight Monday night, but let's see how much fight they'll give the Chargers on Sunday. Rich Gannon, happy holidays. Have a happy New Year. Thanks so much for joining us Thanks, today. Rich. Thanks, guys. Rich Gannon. Now, if that doesn't give you goosebumps, I don't know. What will? The only question is if we can coax him to come to Las Vegas. You know, Vegas for him would be a great move because there are flights every 30 minutes back to his hometown in Florida. I mean, he could get to work, go home at any time of any day with no issues ever from that airport. They don't even have to live there. He could probably pick up a house there, of course. Um, but his family certainly wouldn't have to move. That is a great thing when it comes to coaching our team. Um, so that's a benefit, and that's the only one I can think of right now other than he has a relationship, a good relationship with Mark. Uh, I don't know if Reggie's going to get his ego uh, bruised over this move because he's supposed to be able to make those choices. Um, I'm not feeling it for Reggie anyway. Uh, if John comes, I'd want him to bring his own general manager myself because that could be issues. It depends, but I think that that would be a great cleansing. You heard what he said, Rich. Mm -hmm. He believes Gruden is coming back very, very shortly. It's, he's itching to return to the sidelines. Do you see it happening in the next two years here? Well, because my first instinct is to say, don't we hear this damn near every year about John Gruden? And the answer to that is yes, we do. But have we heard it from Rich with that? I mean, look, Rich pulls no punches. He gives no Fs. If he says it, I, it carries weight with me. And it, I haven't heard him be this emphatic about he's coming back. And knowing Rich and his integrity, he's not going to put that out there if he doesn't have some serious weight behind it, right? Because he's not the type of guy that ever wants to be proven wrong. I mean, nobody does. Right. But him in particular, he knows that he's built up a reputation for being a truth teller and somebody who you got to take his word seriously. So when he says he senses or he knows that John Gruden's coming back, I tend to believe him more than I believe every other year and every other talking head that says Gruden's coming back. This time it's for real. Uh, it feels like it's for real right now, especially if he's reaching out to assistant coaches. Sass Raider fans here, obviously they're going to want John Gruden instead of Jack mm -hmm. Del Rio. That's, been the t that's the room temperature right now. Everybody's yeah. tired of Del Rio, but 888-957-9570. Do you think John Gruden would be a great fit here with this current Oakland Raiders team? Could Gruden come back to Oakland? Do you foresee that in the last two years of Raider football here in the Bay Area? Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. I want to get your thoughts on that. Um, the Tampa Bay job may be open after the season, and with the son still in high school down there, with a year left in high school, mm -hmm. and you have a young stud in Jameis Winston, who I still believe in at quarterback. You have Mike Evans at wide receiver, Deshaun Jackson, a speedster. You have OJ Howard at tight end, and Cameron Brait. You have some weapons there in Tampa Bay. Would Gruden go back to Tampa and go coach that team? 
for the Glazers again? Or do you see Gruden, as Rich said, he wants to come out west and coach a team on the west coast? Could you see him being here in black again? Like, I, that would be fascinating to me. That would blow oh, my yeah. mind away. Oh, my God. Raider Nation would just thrill to John Gruden coming back. Now, it, what drives me nuts is that the only... The argument that I hear against Jack Del Rio losing his job is that the the Raiders wouldn't be willing to eat that contract. Right. There's a lot of money left on that deal. There is. But look, and and you keep hearing, oh, because Mark Davis is one of the quote-unquote least rich owners in the NFL, right? But look at what Jed York has eaten a ton of money. Look, a mistake is a mistake, and sometimes you got to own up to your mistake and pay for your mistake. I'm not saying Jack Del Rio was a mistake. I've made this analogy a number of times. He did for the Raiders what Mark Jackson did for the Warriors. He reversed, he changed the culture for the better. He has done things for which Raider Nation should be very grateful. He did something valuable in Oakland. I just don't think he has the acumen, the it that it's going to take to take the Raiders to the next level. I think Gruden does have that it. I don't see he's him going. He's ceiling, man, Jack Dorio. You believe that's that he's hit yes, ceiling. Yes, I mean, look at his track record. What has he ever won? Never Not won only a as a head coach, title. <laughs> but as a defensive coordinator, and he's this yeah. defensive guy, right? Never and won a battled. defensive title as a head coach with Jacksonville or here in Oakland, California. Right, and again, thank you, Jack, for what you've done, just like I thank Mark Jackson for what he did for the Warriors. I just don't think he's the right guy, and the Warriors didn't think Jackson was the right guy to, for, to take the Warriors to the next level. They found the right guy. I think John Gruden might be that right guy, in part because of what Gannon said. Nobody coaches quarterbacks better. That being said, the text line, and I agree with him, when is Rich Gannon going to be named the quarterback coach of the Oakland Raiders? How about Gruden comes back and makes Gannon his quarterback's coach? That would be like a double whammy that would be the greatest thing that ever happened at Derek Carr. Real quick, back to the Tampa Bay job. Didn't he just get put in their ring of honor? Or, yep, Monday okay. Night Football against the Falcons. Yeah. I don't think he goes back there for two reasons. One, you run the risk of destroying a legacy that's already been built. I mean, you are on the Mount Rushmore in Tampa. He's if won you a go Super there, Bowl there. He's, yeah, he's it, done. You're done. You've, you've maxed out. You've done everything. You've reached the top of the mountain there. Right. So don't go back. And I don't see him going back just for one year of his kid being a high schooler because his kid's going to be out of high school in a year. And it's not like John Gruden's going to sign a one-year deal and then go check out his options on the West Coast. He's going to look for a multi-year deal. He's going to look for security. And I just don't think he's going to factor as much as I'm sure he's a great family man. I mean, we have nothing to suggest that he's not. I don't think that's going to factor into his decision. I think he wants to be on the West Coast. It's just a matter of will Mark Davis eat that contract? If he's willing to eat three years of that, I think Gruden would love to come back to Oakland. Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Raider fans, do you want John Gruden back next season on the Oakland Raiders sideline? Winemaker, he wants to discuss John Gruden possibly coming back to Oakland, California. What's going on, Winemaker? Well, pinch me and wake me up if it's true. Good God. Yeah, that's a no-brainer, of course. We would take him back in a heartbeat. And as far as making the decision between Jameis Winston or Derek Carr, that's not even in the same conversation for me. You know, Derek Carr is the exact type of quarterback that uh, John Gruden would love to coach. So I say absolutely if there's a chance to get him back. And he loves the Raiders. You know, from reports I've heard, he still has got his Raider room at home. So the fact is, is I think it's a no-brainer. Plus, name me another coach that would be a perfect fit for the Las Vegas Raiders. As much as it kills me to say that, John Gruden would be absolutely the right fit. 
Gruden has said, if I come back to the NFL, I want it to be with the Oakland Raiders. I, I don't think he's going to even consider any of the other possible openings. There's going to be a bunch of openings. I don't think he's interested in any of those other than the two that Rich laid out. So how exciting is that shit right there? I'm blown away. It certainly needs to hope for next year, but uh, you just don't know. But it is hopeful, and we do have a little glimmer of a chance to have that happen for the Raiders. What an amazing situation that would be. And that is all I have to say about that. All right, well, let's do this postgame. For the Philadelphia Eagles, <laughs> yeah, well, they uh, they didn't deserve to win this game, and quite frankly, neither did we. this game was so painful to watch I guess it was the fact that at first I didn't think we had a chance our defense played incredibly excellently I was so happy the defense was flying around people were making plays uh I gotta tell you man this defense looks completely different and especially against this potent Eagles team I mean they're they're a good team even with Nick Foles Defense played incredibly well. Derek Carr, he just he just stinks this season. He has lost something. He needs a good coach because he has regressed and Todd Drowning is worthless, period. Uh, he's got to go back to position coaching because he he shows no promise as an OC. So he needs, obviously he needs to go. We're 57 seconds away from overtime. Derek in the gun, two-by-two two formation. Derek looking left, Derek throwing left, intercepted by Ronald Darby. What is Derek Carr doing on that play? The Eagles are acting like they're winning the game. Has anybody watched football before? What has Derek Carr been doing all season? That, of course, is Greg Papa with the call there Monday night and Christmas. On Christmas night against the Philadelphia Eagles, Derek Carr, a rough night, two interceptions. He did have the one touchdown pass, a 63-yarder to Amari Cooper. But let's break down Derek Carr's game with the one and only Rich Gannon, who called the Dolphins and Chiefs game this past Sunday, I believe. Rich Gannon joins us here on the Football Hour, presented by Livermore Ford every week. And happy holidays, Rich. Uh, looks like Scrooge got the Raiders again on Monday night, and Derek Carr, boy, did he struggle. You take away that 63-yard touchdown, Derek Carr's 14-28 for 77 yards, including that late-game interception. What in the world is going on with D.C., Rich? 
Man, it's hard to watch. You know, I thought the defense really, you know, you go back and look at when they made the change from Ken Norton Jr. to John Pagano. The defense has really picked it up. They, they have played better. I mean, you go into Philadelphia, you know, you, you, you really kept that group, uh, obviously a different team without Carson Wentz. But still, I thought they, they really got after Nick Foles. They you know, did a nice job keeping the score manageable. And you know, the Raiders just can't score more than 17 points. I mean, that, that's, that's amazing when you look at them the last, you know, really all season, but certainly the last half of the season. And then, you know, obviously the, the last nine drives of the game. The last nine drives of the game that had 41 yards and five turnovers. That was uh, pretty ugly. Hey, Rich, we're seeing the regression, or we're, we're told that Derek Carr has regressed. And at the same time, we have a lot of guests from Pro Football Focus who are, their job is basically to grade out film. And while to, on the eye test, it would appear to be that the offensive line has not been as good this year as last year. But Pro Football Focus is telling us that the offensive line is actually having a really good year and three of them made the Pro Bowl. What, what, what are they to the Rich Gannon eye test? I don't think this, the problem that they have is I don't think they have an identity as an offense. I think you have to start there. So you say, well, who are they? They're a play-action team. They're a spread-you-out, uh, you know, chuck-it-down-the-field team. They're, uh, you know, a combination of, you know, multi- multiple offense. Well, you know, I've been breaking them down. I have them again this week. I have them against the Chargers. So I've been studying their formational groupings and personnel groupings and, and just trying to get a beat. I mean, sometimes it's just amazing. If you look, when Carr's under center and Marshawn Lynch in the game, it's almost 90% run. You know, so there's very little play-action. Um, you know, so you know, at times they want to start series with a run. Um, at times they start games with a couple of runs. Uh, it's hard to get a sense of the substitution of the substitution and how they utilize all three backs. But I would tell you that the quarterback has regressed, I think. I don't think he's played as well. I think numbers certainly bear that out. He gets the ball out very quick. He doesn't seem like he's not willing to sit in there and take the extra hitch. I don't think he's got a lot of confidence in, in, in certain receivers. I think there's some indecision when you watch the footwork. You watch how the receivers uh, function down the field. You know, his average time to throw the ball is 2.36 seconds. He's the quickest in the league. I mean, that's, it's, and it's not even close. And if he gets it out in 2.6 seconds or less, um, you know, he's been fairly accurate because, it's, you know, it's just short, short throws. But if he holds it for more than two and a half seconds, he's got the worst completion percentage in the league. He's at 43%. Wow. And there's been some drops. You know, they, they leave the leg and drop, but once again. But, you know, um, the offensive line, in my opinion, has played well enough. And, and they've given him enough time, but he doesn't seem like he – the biggest difference between Derek Carr this year and last year, in my opinion, is the playmaking ability. You just don't see it this year with Derek Carr. You don't see him – extend plays with his legs. You don't see him make a great scramble and a big throw down the field as often. And I think that's the biggest difference. I don't know if it has something to do with the injuries that he suffered late in the year a season ago, the fact that they made the coordinator change, the fact that he's not comfortable with certain elements of the game plan or certain personnel uh, that are in the, uh, on the field. I don't know what it is. But the bottom line is this, this, this group and this quarterback is taking a step back this year. Yeah, I'm with you, Rich. I mean, Rich Gannon, four-time Pro Bowler in 2002, most valuable player in the NFL, joins us here on the Football Hour, presented by Livermore Ford, Bonta Hill, Michael Urban, filling in for Greg Papa here on 95.7 The Game. So how much of this can we blame 
on Todd Downing? How much of this can we blame on Jack Del Rio or scheme or wide receivers? Because everything is regressed here. Look at Michael Crabtree, Rich, in his last four games. 33 targets, 14 catches, only 99 yards. It's just, it, we saw the play with Seth Roberts where Derek Carr's yelling at him. Whose fault is that? Is, on a, is that on a receiver? Is that on a quarterback? Where, where does the blame go? Can we pass it all around? Or is this solely on number four, Rich? Well, I think you look at the record, you, you know, you, you got to look at everybody, right? And I think it starts with the head coach. He's got to accept responsibility for the fact it's a 12-win team a season ago. I mean, it's amazing. 12-win team. Now that they've got six wins under the belt. I mean, you know, there's a chance they finish 6-10, and 10, and that's, you know, that's a huge drop-off from the season ago. So uh, they had lofty goals and expectations they haven't reached. The defense got off to an awful start. The offense wasn't far behind. Um, I think when you just look at the offense, I'd say the quarterback hasn't played as well. I think the coordinator, this is really his first time ever doing it. Uh, there's been some growing pains there. I think just in terms of, you know, trying to figure out who the running back was and what he was capable of. I mean, if they would have started this season by getting him going and giving him more opportunities, maybe they wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't say maybe they wouldn't be in this situation, but that, that would have helped. But, you know, Crabtree's been inconsistent. Cooper's been very inconsistent. I know he's missed a couple games, but... My gosh, you just watch him and, and, uh, you know, just you think he, at times he looks, you know, they can go back to the Kansas City game on that Monday night. He was phenomenal. And then, you know, so you can't, you can't show flashes of brilliance and then disappear for a couple of weeks. He just, the level of consistency just simply hasn't been there when you study this football team. One thing I'll say about this game, the guys looked like they were in pretty good shape, but I'll say for the entire season, our guys have been out of condition. Our guys have been huffing and puffing, and uh, I'll, I'll tell you this. That's part of the discipline issue I have with Del Rio and company. I think this team could have played way better and way, way better uh, with better conditioning. I think the fact that Marshawn Lynch didn't start playing till two games ago, really, three games ago, we really started to use him up. Um Maybe it took him that long to be conditioned, but I just think our conditioning as a team is terrible. I think it's very substandard, and it's something that we've lost um, between last year and this year, I think. But uh, I, I know last year was a lot of luck. I don't even want to get into it. But I'll tell you this. I am sick and freaking tired of hearing about excuses. <laughs> this coach is going to have to get over it. They got to get over it because I swear the Eagles, uh, they had a great song, Get Over It, by the way. But these guys with the, we have to put in the work, all the coaching phrases that we are sick and freaking tired of hearing. Um, <laughs> God, we got to put in the work. We just need to be better. We need to focus. We're going to go back to work. Um, we're so close right now. Just a few things have to come together before we get there. All this crap that we hear from every coach up and down the line across the league, please, as a fan, let me just speak out right now. We don't want to hear that shit. We don't want to hear any of that. All we want to hear is we either suck that week or we're got, we, we we're. We're still sucking, and we're going to suck. I want the truth. <laughs> as horrible as it sounds, newsflash, NFL coaches, the fans know what their teams are about. The real fans do. 
I'm sick of it. Um, this Eagles game was like watching paint dry. The offense had multiple opportunities to get into the end zone, to get a field goal, to make a field goal, Trevecchio. How about that? I'm missing Janikowski every game. All right. Now listen. <laughs> this is some of the stats on the Eagles games I have to share with you. Oakland had 274 total yards, where the Eagles only had 216. <laughs> Time of possession. The Raiders had the, the ball for 34 minutes. Eagles only had it for 25. Oakland had 139 rushing yards, and they had 78. Oakland, five turnovers. End of stats. <laughs> Need I say more? Let me, let me just tell you, Rich Gannon summed it up the best. He said, in the last nine drives the Raiders had against the Eagles, they gained 41 total yards. That explains the entire game. It summarizes our entire season. This out-of-discipline team is absolutely out of control, in need of focus and true coaching. Uh, if if you don't see that as a coach, as a as an owner, I I don't even know what to say. But I will say this: Veggie has sucked. His last two draft picks didn't even see the field this year and a secondary that was bad to begin with. He acquired no linebackers uh, when there were several available in the draft and in free agency at a position we were sorely, sorely um, in need of. He paid Derek Carr, which we all thought was the right thing to do. You can't uh, hurt, you know, you can't harm him from that, but he's not taking care of Derek Carr. Now, listen, our O-line plays great, plays fine enough. Derek Carr is a broken man. So all I can say about the Eagles game, I'm going on and on about all this stuff anyway. It's the end of the season, last two last game, coming up against the chargeless. But uh, I will say this, uh, this entire organization better get out the broom and <laughs> do some sweeping, man, because uh, any company that had this type of production after a record year, and I'd say record profit year, uh, heads would roll. I guarantee that. And Mark Davis and his haircut should uh, take care of business. Or, you know, or not. Or eat peanuts and laugh about the team's losses. That seems to be his forte. And that is all I have to say about the post-Eagles game. It was just painful. At the half, I thought we had a we had a chance to uh, to do something because they took off again. But man, <laughs> I'm done talking about this game. This is the uh, this epitomizes our season, brother. One more little thing I want to fit in here that I had underlined. You notice how Reggie was out in front last year. You saw him everywhere. He was out there looking like uh, the cat that swallowed the canary. Well, <laughs> looks like the canary got stuck in his throat because I don't see him anywhere. He ain't showing up at anything. Maybe 
he knows that he blows. All right, a little pregame for San Diego. Wait, wait, Los Angeles Chargers. They have a new song. <laughs> Wish they'd keep their old song. But let's talk about them for just a moment, shall we? Our city, Los Angeles, was recently blessed with not one but two NFL teams, the Rams and the Chargers. How many Chargers or Rams fans we have in the audience here? Okay, so that's the problem. <laughs> so both our teams are having trouble filling seats. The Rams' attendance dropped 26,000 fans per game this season. And they're in first place, by the way. It's not like they're doing badly. The Chargers, they only have 27,000 seats at the StubHub Center. It's a soccer stadium. They can't even seem to fill half of it. They claim they do. It doesn't look that way on TV. The Eagles were in town last week. Even Sean Spicer was like, wow, that is a small crowd you guys got there. And so, and they're building a new stadium that holds more than 70,000 fans. The future, in other words, does not look bright for the Bolts, but it isn't over yet. In fact, very smart marketing team for the Chargers has a new spin that I, I think is going to help them sell more tickets. Looking for a place to relax and rejuvenate? A place to be alone with your thoughts? Find yourself and lose yourself at the StubHub Center. <laughs> Sunday self-guided meditation retreats offer guests plenty of room to breathe within our sprawling 27,000-seat sanctuary. Reserve your section and spend the next three and a half hours just being you. Contemplate your place in the world or just simply exist. And if you get a call, feel free to answer it. You aren't disturbing anyone. Parking could not be easier. Sunday self-guided meditation retreats at the StubHub Center, eight Sundays a year. We miss you, San Diego. We really up. Well, what can I say about the Chargers? Well, wait a minute. The Chargers are ahead of us in the division, playing better than we are. Not a whole lot better, but they're playing better. Um, they have better coaching. Me and I move on. L.A. is 8-7, and seven, where the Oakland Raiders are now 6-9. and nine. I expect to be 6-10 and 10 because, you know, the Chargers are trying to keep going. They're number two uh, in division. They're trying to to make a move. Now they have to win some games cuz they're they're in LA. They're in their market right now. We're not yet, but we we should be expected to win, of course, uh when we are in our market. Okay, let's just talk about this game. Their defense is way wicked on the pass rush. I mean, they got they got two beasts there that'll take Derek Carr down several times because he won't be able to complete a pass. Because the same old things are going to happen to the Raiders that seem to happen every time. Now, we could have the Super Freaks come out. I doubt it seriously. Our offense is pathetic. Um, I, I, don't see the, <laughs> I don't see the effort here. Perhaps it'll be a division game and we'll have a game. I just hope for some effort and a full-on game to the very end and not these clowns that we've seen flying around on the field. Um, so that's all I say about San Diego. I don't really have a, listen, I have no faith in the Raiders that they're going to win this game. 
Uh, they could, but I don't think so because Derek Carr can't take that pressure. The O-line, you know, they're doing their best to protect him, but he runs into players. He, you know, he's horrible. His footwork sucks. I don't want to go on anymore. You guys already know. I expect the Raiders, I'd love to see him win. I don't see a win there um, against the Chargers here. They, the Chargers came to our house and beat us in another comical game. Let's not even bring that game up because it was, you know, very, very much like all season. Horrible offense, and that time, that time the defense wasn't even that good. I, I don't, uh, I don't know. I just don't think we'll do well against the Chargers, and that's what I'll say about that. I got, I'm not going to go into stats or any other crap because I'm going to bore myself. Not only that, I'll bore you for sure. And that is all I have to say about that game-ending season. Of course, we'll do a summation of our entire season and each game. Uh, I'm going to do that after the end of the season. I'm going to look at every game and make a little thing and go through each one of these. <laughs> As... You probably don't want to, but I think we should. It'll set up a pattern, I'm sure, of where we were very short, um, which was most of the places on the field. Bad of the bone. Bone. 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. Get on the bone line, man. Um, I love these calls because... <laughs> it's us. <laughs> it is us. And I want to say, if anyone has contrary opinions or they think that they're not going to be accepted or are not going to play their, their phone call, just call, man. Call and chew me out if you want. I, listen, I throw those out there because they're important for me, for you to hear what other fans might have. Maybe you feel the same way. That would be... Uh, It'd be bad for me, but it'd be, it'd be true and real. We try to keep it that way right here. And our first caller, my good brother. Haven't heard from him for a very long time. He comes in, he goes out, he comes back. Now, before I let see money on the show, you better put the children away or turn it way down because... He brings it for real. I got to put him on because he's just, he's been part of our show for a very long time. And he's Raider Nation. And he's sincere about what he means. And he means what he, what he says. <laughs> so please bear with this phone call. Um, I love this guy. He's a true Raider fan. And uh, he's a good dude. This is my man. You got to love him. C-Money is in the house. What's up, brother? Yo, what's good? I'm going to throw a bone, man, on the bone line. What's good, man? Yo, it's your boy. C to the Mizani. Yeah, man. I try to tell you that, yo, they were going to be a shit team this year. Nobody listened to me, man. They destroyed this team, man. They get rid of Latavius Murray. They bring in Marshawn Lynch. They do all this stupid shit, bro. They get rid of their OC, who got us to 12-4. and Had a crazy passing game, dog. I told you this team wasn't going to be shit. 
Told you we weren't going to be better than 500, if that. I knew it. I called it, man. I know what I'm talking about. I know football, man. This team ain't shit now. It's going to take us at least three to four years to get back to getting to the playoffs, at least. And by that time, we'll be in Las Vegas. So if Oakland's done, they'll never see a winner in Oakland. It's over, man. This team's probably going to be 6-10 and 10 on the season because they're not beating Philadelphia. San Diego, Los Angeles, I don't know. They might win that game against the Chargers. So let's just give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's say 7-9 and nine maybe this year. But I think they're going to be 6-10. and 10. But let's say 7-9. and nine. Raider Greg, we're f***ed. We're f***ed, man. This team was on the up and up last season with Musgrave. They should have never hired Marshawn Lynch. I'm hoping they release him at the end of the season. I'm hoping they let Amerson go. I hope they let Sean Smith go. I hope they let EJ Manuel start next season. I hope they recoup that $125 million back because they got robbed. Derek Hoff sucks. He's not a franchise quarterback. He's garbage. I've been saying it for three years now. Nobody ever wanted to listen to me. He's all thought it was a joke. He will never be a winner. He will never lead this team to a Super Bowl. He's garbage just like his brother David. They all suck. Make EJ Manuel the starting quarterback next season. Get another quarterback in the draft to back up EJ. Bring him along. Train him. Get rid of Kyle and recoup that $125 million. They destroyed a beautiful thing that was a year ago, and now you're seeing the remnants of it. And I told y'all that this team would suck this year. But you did not listen to me. Now the next time I say something, you better listen because I know what I'm talking about when it comes to Raider football. You guys have a good holidays. You know what I'm saying? Everybody have a safe holidays, very Merry Christmas and all that good shit. See, money's going to sign out. And, man, I'm telling you, man, we are f***ed for the next two to three years at least until we move to Las Vegas and clean house, man. So that's what it is, man. Y'all be safe. See, money is out. Well, as much as I'd like to disagree with you, my brother, you have said all this uh, for a long time. Uh, when Derek Carr first started, you didn't believe him. Uh, I remember you came in one time said he was doing okay, but you didn't think. I, I know you said he wasn't the franchise quarterback and that we would regret that. Um, you know, it's funny because my wife said the same thing, and she continues to say it. She says he's not the guy. She said it for a long time. So, listen, Reggie McKenzie's blowing it. The organization, uh, when it came to coaching, just did not did not do their homework. And uh, this whole mess that we're in right now, I don't think three years. I think for sure we could turn it around next year because we do have the players. We just need to get some brains in the office. Uh, we need to get... We need to sit down, veggie, and make him just an office manager and get a real GM in here who knows how to pick players and then um, <laughs> move on with a new coaching staff. Hopefully, Gruden, bro. If Gruden comes back, it'll be crazy. Thanks for the call, man. And our next caller, my good brother, Raider Rob, calling from Maryland. And I know it's damn cold there, bro. What do you got for us? Raider Greg, Raider Rob from Maryland is calling to wish you a Merry Christmas. You and Randy, hope you guys have a good day with your family. By the time you hear this, I'll be wishing you a Happy New Year and wishing you well next year. Um, this year, as a Raiders fan, has been pretty disappointing, but you know what? 
I just found out the other day, my brother informed me that they are playing in Baltimore next year. So, you know, pretty stoked about that. I think Carl will turn it around. I think that, uh, you know, Reggie does not do a very good job. We said that for a few years. And Del Rio really didn't do a good job either. But, you know, it's all good. You guys have a um, a great year. And uh, thanks for this year and for the podcast. You guys are awesome. Love you. Take it easy, man. Go Raiders. Well, thank you, brother, for the holiday wishes, Christmas wishes, and New Year as well. Yeah, <laughs> we got a whole bunch of problems that will not be solved with a Band-Aid. Faux show. Well, we got to hang on in there till next year. Hey, they're going to play in Baltimore. That'll be awesome. Uh, maybe we'll go to that game if it's early in the season. I love that area in the, in the, in the early fall where it's nice and warm still. It's beautiful there. All right, brother. Thanks for the call. And our next caller is Raider Tony, the Northwest Raider. <laughs> Tell me what you think about our great game Sunday. Raider Greg, Raider Nation. This is Raider Tony, the Northwest Raider from the rainy, frosty Pacific Northwest. Well, we are officially eliminated from the playoffs after Kansas City's win yesterday. and uh, But that's actually not the main reason why I wanted to call. Also, today's game, I don't even care. I mean, at this point, I think, as much as I hope I'm wrong, you know, the Eagles have everything to play for. They home field advantage. They are a juggernaut this year. And they are the turnaround story of 2017. Well, the Eagles and the Rams both are the turnaround stories. And so I expect us to, I mean, it's going to be a really hard game. I don't expect us to win. You know, the Raiders of 2016, definitely. But this year's Raiders, with this year's coaching staff, nah. I just, you know, hate to be a pessimist. I'll still watch the game. I don't see much, though. Just watching the game because I'm a fan, and these last two games are pretty much just to enjoy the last bit of Raider football before the offseason, as I know we're not making the, the playoffs. But I just want to call and talk about coaching. And I'm sure you've seen this report, Raider Greg, as have hopefully other Raider fans, that there's a report coming out of Bleacher Report that Del Rio reportedly has 50-50 chance of returning to the Raiders, according to the Bleacher Report. And apparently the, the contract that he signed, the four-year extension, um, the, the terms were never fully disclosed. So we don't know what those terms are. So this whole time we have, you know, been really pessimistic about, well, you know, Mark Davis is not going to eat that contract. But we don't know what those terms are, as was pointed out in the Bleacher Report. And so apparently, you know, it's possible that Mark – and the Raiders organization might have actually left it, you know, might have left an option there. We don't know. I hope, I hope that's the case. I don't know what you've heard. Maybe by the time of the next podcast, we'll have more information. But if that's the case, you know, that's just really awesome. Because it leaves a window of, of hope, a glimmer of hope, that maybe we'll be bringing in a new 
head coach and a new coaching staff. I think we all agree. I think the only thing I disagree with is, you know, I like Pagano and I want him to stay on. And we do need continuity somewhere. But in terms of the offense and in terms of that coach, I think we are all on the same page. Del Rio's been awesome up to, you know, for last year to get us to the point where we were last year. But we are a team with a lot of talent and on the cusp. And we just need a coach to get us over the hump. And it's not Del Rio. You know, we need an X's and O's guy. We need a guy that can come in and just put our players in the right position, in the best position to succeed. And that's not Del Rio. You know, the rah-rah coach era is pretty much gone. It's been gone for a while. So, you know, my hope is that, you know, we can bring in a guy that is an X's and O's guy. A guy, you know, there are rumors that Gruden wants to come back. He's probably going to end up in Tampa Bay if he does. But, man, I'd love to bring back Chucky to the Oakland. It's probably not going to happen. But, you know, I, I just, you know, who knows? Maybe Mark understands the situation better than we think. And he might open up his pockets to, to, to a guy like Chucky coming back. That would be ideal. Again, it's, it's you know, probably not realistic and probably not going to happen. But who knows? You know, I mean, I just. It's just really frustrating. Yesterday, and, and I'll, I'll get off here because I'm probably going on past my limit. But yesterday, you know, we had the nationally televised game in the morning. It was the New England Patriots and the Bills. And, of course, I hate the Patriots just as much as anyone. Can't stand Tom Brady. His smirky smile, you just, you know, just can't stand it. Check is going to go down as one of the greatest coaches of all time. And Brady is probably the greatest quarterback of all time. And it was 16 to 16. And I'm watching it. Within just just a blink of an eye, the Patriots took a two-touchdown lead. And I'm looking at their play calls. Again, I can't stand the Patriots, so I just want to make clear how much I hate this team. I was rooting for the Bills. But every play call, the play calls themselves, unpredictable. I did not know what they were going to do next. Total opposite of our offense. Not only that, but the creativity. There was one first down play. Patriot, you know, and here's the thing. Like, this is the difference between great coaching and bad coaching. They called a play, multiple plays, where the target receiver had no one on him, where he was isolated. I forget who it was, but whether it was Amendola or – but, I mean, the receiver was just wide open. And this was multiple times against a good build defense. That's great coaching. That's great design. That's putting your players in the right place to succeed. And, you know, I look back, and 2016 Raiders had some of that. It wasn't great. And, you know, Musgrave was certainly not the best offensive coordinator ever. But he was a lot better than what we have now. And, you know, that that's great coaching. When you're not predictable, when you don't know, opponents don't know what you're going to do. And, you know, I just want to end on that note. If we can get coaching, coaching staff like that, coaches that put our players in the best position to succeed, then we're better than the Patriots. And I'll even say that, and I'm biased because I'm a Raider fan, but I believe, with the exception of Tom Brady, we have just as much offensive talent, if not more, 
and the Patriots. But the difference is the coaching. And so on that note, I'm out. Yeah, brother, coaching makes a big difference, not only in scheme, but it also in the locker room and for the enthusiasm and for the demands, the discipline this team needs to go forward and do well and win. You got to have discipline. You can't have 10 penalties a game. You know, you can't have fumbles, can't have interceptions. I mean, those good teams don't shoot themselves in the foot and bad teams don't have any feet. <laughs> Thanks for the call, bro. Uh, and our next caller, my good brother from Maryland. Food stamp raiders in the house. What you got for us, man? Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is food stamp raider from Maryland. Let's have a fire sale. Everything must go. 60% off. All prices are negotiable. Del Rio. Veggie and check down Carr can go with him and take his best buddy John Todd Drowning with him. I've had it. Get these guys out of here. Carr is damaged goods. Yeah, I said it. He's damaged goods. Trade him to Cleveland for every pick you can get. He'll be on TV with his brother in two years. This is Food Stamp Raider from Maryland. I'm out. I like the fire sale. Um, I've always liked the fire sale, especially right now, uh, with rumors of Gruden, but oh my gosh, we can't let him go to Tampa Bay. But long story short, um, Derek Carr, I don't know. I hope we can fix him. He's a good dude, but if we can't fix him, if he don't improve next year, then uh, he got to go for sure. Uh, with a new coaching staff, that should change immediately. Uh, we don't get a new staff. Well, this is all in Veggie's lap, bro. But I appreciate the call. Um, wow, how far we have fallen. <laughs> oh, gosh. And our next caller is Raider Trip. The RVA Raider is in the house. What you got for us, man? Raider Greg, Merry Christmas, Raider Randy. This is Raider Tripp, a.k.a. the RVA Raider, calling from Richmond, Virginia. Hope that uh, you all had a great day today. I did. You know, the fact that we lost today's game really didn't dampen my mood any because I, I expected a loss. You know, I had a, had a great day hanging out with my family. In fact, the first half of the game, I just kind of had on my phone as I was watching the movie with my family because, you know, that's really more important than watching the Raiders at this point in the season. And I did end up watching the, the second half, and I gotta say, I gotta say, I gotta hand it to the defense. They did a remarkable job tonight. Played really well. Generated turnovers. You know, if the offense hadn't been so anemic, probably would have been a different story altogether. But it was pretty hard watching Martin, particularly in the fourth quarter. Just how impossible it seemed for Carr to get anything done, but. It seemed like the story of our season. Anyhow, Randy, Greg, want to uh, really thank you for doing the show. Something that uh, I've definitely appreciated over the years here. I know that the future is pretty uncertain, 
you know, I, I hope that you guys keep doing the show for another couple seasons. But I know, Greg, you gave up your season tickets. Anyhow, thanks so much for everything that you guys do. I really appreciate it. Thanks for an opportunity to be part of the show. And Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to Raider Nation. Peace out. I love this call because it's pretty much our day. I mean, he describes it pretty much the same way. We were celebrating family, friends, you know, eating and watching TV and, you know, being having fun uh, as a family on, on Christmas. And then the game started, and I really, we, we, we're Raider fans, so we're watching the game, um, expecting to get blown out and then go do something else, you know, laundry or whatever you're doing. Um, but the Raiders played, the defense played insane. So hats off to them. The offense, it was so painful. Uh, that's why I said it was so boring. It was like watching paint dry. <laughs> that is pretty boring. Uh, appreciate the call, brother. And Merry Christmas. Happy New Year's to you and to yours. And our next caller, calling out of Bakersfield, California, Casual Carmelo. Or Raider Casual Carmelo. <laughs> I love it, bro. Oh, uh, what is up? Yo, what is up, Raider Greg? This is Casual Carmelo calling out of Bakersfield, California. Man, just got done watching the game at Family's House Christmas. You know, I was hoping we got a win. You know, coming into the game, man, I was just hoping they didn't get blown out. Hats off to John Pagano, the only person and the only good thing about today's game was the defense, man. They were on it. I was happy with that. I mean, the other side of the ball, man, Jesus, I just cannot wrap my head around everything that is going on. Guys can't get open, fumbling the ball, not being able to protect our quarterback, him throwing interceptions, him not stepping into throws, and just everything that's been going on all season, man, drop passes. It's just, it's not on one individual offensively, in my opinion. It's on a lot of the players. It started, as soon as Amari Cooper started dropping passes like he had been, everybody else caught onto that bug, and I don't know what happened. Um, I mean, there, there's a, there are people to blame for the offense looking the way it does, and I'm still a firm believer that if you don't get rid of Musgrave, we would have had a better offense with continuity <clears throat> instead of keeping, you know, Ken Norton to only fire him this year, man. It's just it amazes me. We should have got rid of that guy, kept Musgrave, and I think we would have been meshing a whole lot more. It just doesn't seem like the offense and the players and Carr are, are really on the same page with this offensive coordinator, man. He's gone for sure. If Del Rio ends up getting fired or let go for this, that's on him. I mean, I don't know whether or not he had a big enough influence to keep Ken Norton and to be okay with letting Musgrave go. I'm not sure about any of that. <clears throat> But if he gets fired for the decisions that he's made uh, in the coaching staff, then that's on him. I'm not going to be upset about that. That's on him. I cannot believe our team, this team, as talented as they are and can be on the offensive side of the ball, is struggling so bad. It is beyond me. But, man, tonight I was proud of the defense for playing as good as they did. We, we, we had the ball in their territory almost the entire time of the you know, entire game. 
to have opportunities, miss the field goal late in the game. We had opportunities to, you know, really, really take over the game, running the ball. And then, the, man, Rashard fumbled the ball. Marshawn Lynch fumbled the ball. We picked it off right back and got a fumble, fumbled it right back. Man, it's just so much that was happening right here. You just kind of felt where it was going. I haven't been listening to the podcast. I don't want to hear anything from anybody. I see it enough on all the Raider fan pages as it is, you know, and I get kind of tired of defending and saying, hey, it's not just on Derek Carr. Everybody's dropping passes. Cook is a good – he has good hands. He's even dropping passes. Everybody is not – not just one person not doing their job, man. It's everybody. Offensive line isn't doing that well, as great as I hoped it would do. But, you know – on to the next season, man. Hopefully we can go into, you know, L.A. and smash on San Diego. With the defense we have now, they're looking a lot better. You and everybody else backing you up on that defense, defensive staff, you know? Man, yeah, I love the podcast, man. I hate staying away from it so long, but I just can't listen to all this, this stuff. All of it is just noise to me. Because you can obviously see, if you're watching the games, you can see what, what's wrong. And if you don't understand, like, what's going on with you guys, I mean, take a closer look. It's because of the coaching staff. You don't you don't get rid of that. Sorry if I'm rambling. No, I ramble on too long. Merry Christmas, <laughs> Raider Nation. Merry Christmas, Raider Gang. Oh, man. I miss the podcast. I miss it. It's my, it's my everything. All right. Raiders for life, baby. Casual Carmelo, I'm out. Great call, casual, as it always is. You're a smart guy. It's not all Derek Carr's fault because he's not being coached correctly. He needs a quarterback coach. He needs a Gruden, a guy that that'll make him better every day. Not someone that's well. He's just not getting coached right now. First of all, that's number one. The team needs discipline from a coach. That's second thing. They need to know that dropping a pass is like a cardinal sin. And you do that a couple of times in a season, and we're going to get rid of you. We're going to move you on, trade you or whatever, till we get a guy, maybe even in the seventh round, but he doesn't draw passes. So coaching, general manager, it all goes together. Now, I think we have a great team. The offensive line has played excellently. It's been played very well. It's the quarterback that has played very poorly. It's him. It is him. But it's not his fault. Let's not blame him. I'm blaming the coaching staff for not making sure that he's doing the right things as a quarterback. His footwork is off. All the things that a good coach can fix is going awry with this young man. And it is him, but it's not his fault. And and I understand Bakersfield. Man, go Bulldogs. Uh, my good friend is a, was a receiver there. Uh, did real well in the NFL as well. So uh, I'm a Bulldog fan. But Derek Carr, it's he's taken it as a resp- his responsibility. It's the coaches that are doing him a huge injustice. So as fans, we can't, we can't take it out on Carr. As far as it's not his fault, it's the coaching staff's fault for not developing this guy. And... Uh, well, Todd Drowning couldn't find his way out of a toilet. I'll tell you right now, it's a disappointing thing, but uh, we got to be real about all of it. And I understand not listening to the show because it makes you feel bad or whatever. Um, I, 
I don't know. I think our team, <laughs> I think the potential it has is really disappointing. And you don't have to listen to me say it or anybody else for that matter, brother. And our next caller, my good brother, Houston Raider Steve. He's in the house. Really good dude. What's up, man? Hey, Raider Nation, this is Houston Raider Steve. Man, I just want to hope everybody had a nice Christmas, holiday season, happy Hanukkah and all the Kwanzaa and all that stuff. Man, what a game. Can't believe he choked at the end, man. Derek Carr threw that sidearm pass. Guy picks it off. Just, just kind of the way our season was. Missed opportunities is what I'll say. Stupid decisions. He sidearmed the ball. Every time I see a sidearm on a football, it's either going to be a turnover or something going wrong. It kind of summed up our season this year. Missed opportunities. Man. Nice. I was over at the Harp, man, ran into a 20-year Raider fan and his girlfriend. And I tell you what, at least I had another fan, Raider fan to watch it with. Is that effort, man, that our defense held in there, did whatever they could, and the offense kept effing up. You know, I'm a Derek Carr fan and Raider fan until the day I die. But, man, that offense was sputtering when we need him the most. Missed opportunities. Almost interceptions, just penalties. Just this whole game basically was a snapshot of our season. Yeah, I know. We gotta wait till next year. Well I'm getting tired of saying that, being a Raider fan, but I'm a Raider fan. At least we are on national T V. They look good, but they couldn't finish it off. It's kind of story of our season. Got there near the end, but couldn't finish it off, except that Kansas City game. They did the same thing, you know. Against Cowboys, man, this has been a tough year. So many, so many uh, high expectations, missed opportunities. I always enjoy listening to other bone line calls. They're great. Love hearing it. Raider fans from all over the world, all you great Raider fans. That's what in the podcast that Greg and Randy put together. Greg and Randy put together. Man, missed opportunities. Well. We'll finish off the season next weekend in the soccer stadium. That's a freaking joke. Los Angeles Chargers, please. They're like the 12th most popular team in Los Angeles. Behind the Galaxy. Behind their soccer team. Behind the Rams. Everybody else. Pick a team. Anyway, even the women's basketball team is probably more popular in Los Angeles. They don't give a shit about the Chargers. Excuse my language, but it's the truth. Truth hurts. NFL, no fun league. Missed opportunities. Talk to you soon, Raider Nation. And I hope Greg and Randy consider doing the podcast next year, man. Whatever it takes. Those definitely are not missed opportunities. Those are gems. Over 500 shows. Tip my hat to Randy and Greg. You guys are awesome. The Raider Nation is awesome. I'm out. First off, that's so funny. About the Chargers being behind the galaxy <laughs> as far as their their fan population is. That is funny, bro. Uh, probably a little true, which is sad. But, uh, hey, that's their choice, not mine. Pretty funny, though. I think you summed it all up. The game, the season is missed opportunities. You couldn't have said it any better. We all hear you, bro. 
Thanks for the call, man. And our next caller is Raider Dan from Kansas City. I hate saying it that way. <laughs> I'll just say KC. What's up, brother? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is Raider Dan from KC. Start off with the positive. Merry Christmas to all the Raider Nation and non-Raider Nation fans. Uh, talk about this game. You know what? Um, I wish our great owner, Al Davis, was still living um, because he would keep Chuck Pagano. Uh, he, he had them boys ready. He had them prepared. He had them going. That defense, man, that defense reminds me of the old Raiders. The quarterback must go down, and he must go down hard. Them boys balling out there. On to that offense, man, I agree. Their car is broken. Uh, we need an offensive coach, head coach. Um, Todd drowning, as you call him, Raider Greg. Uh, we all was drowning watching this game. I mean, it's 10 to 7, and we got momentum. And granted, we was turning the ball over. But, man, could you take some shots down the field besides the one to Amari Cooper? I mean, you had all the opportunities to take the shots down the field besides Amari Cooper. You know, it, it was terrible, you know, but. As a Raider fan, I, I was proud of my team. You know, uh, we didn't look like a laughing stop out there on Monday Night Football. Uh, people ate good today and and uh, fellowship with their families and and had that Sunday, uh, excuse me, I'm sorry, Monday Night game to play. And um, I was proud of uh, uh, this is Raider Dan. I'm out. Hey, man, you laid it right on down. That was perfect, actually. Uh, and the fact that it was Christmas, too. Both teams had to play on Christmas. That's terrible. I have work on Christmas. I understand what it's like. I work many Christmases, man. <laughs> At the firehouse, for sure. Um, but it's not fun when you're away from home. you got Christmas. But this game, on the offensive side, man, you said it. Al Davis, what can I say? Great call, bro. And our next caller out of Central Florida, the Raider Edge is in the house. Hey, what's up, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation? What's happening? This is um the Raider Educator out of Ocala, Central Florida, man. Oh, man, what a game last night. Oh, it hurts. It hurts bad. But, you know, um, going to the game with the way the season's been this year, is like, okay, at least play good, play good, play good. But then again, it came down to the fourth quarter, and, you know, they say big team made big plays. They, they couldn't perform those last few seconds of the game. Got in the field goal range, couldn't even happen. I was like, man, this hurts, you know. I don't know which one hurt worse, the Cowboy game or the Eagles game. You know, um, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. But um, I don't know if you saw, I was watching the game on TV. And when Carr threw the, um, the last pick, the INT, like he was smiling after the interception. Like, 
So I guess nothing to be upset about. Maybe he wasn't smart. I don't know. That's what I saw. I like Carr. I like the team. But, man, that's, that's just frustrating, man. Damn it. All right. I'm out. Yeah, that was a tough game to watch because they handed it to us multiple times. And just like the Cowboys game, it was very little between victory and defeat, and we couldn't make it happen. Exactly. Thank you for the call, brother. And our next caller is Raider Jim from the East Coast. I love this guy. Very cool. What's happening, my brother? Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Raider Jim calling from the East Coast. And first, man, Merry Christmas to y'all. Hopefully y'all had a, a great holiday in spite of the Raiders losing on Christmas Day. It wasn't a surprise. It really wasn't. Um, but they teased us. They teased the Raider Nation. Defense played great. The defense played with heart. Stout Marshawn Lynch played great with heart, aside from the fumble. Uh, Richard with another fumble is becoming a part of his M.O. Uh, Carr, I don't know, man. He looked sharp there a couple times, well, maybe one time, with the strike to, to Cooper. Nice to see, but he still has that same nervous look when he gets pressured. And a couple of throws that he made, uh, I just uh, was was blown away at how bad they were. Um, easy to blame Downing, and I still do. Uh, I, I saw someone make a comment on Twitter today that that I thought was uh, was quite insightful. That the application of the change in coordinator, uh, looking at Sean Smith and his improved play after Pagano took over for Ken Norton. Junior, uh, we could say that it's the coordinator's fault for Carr's bad play. I guess that, that's easy to do again because Carr just made some bad throws and bad decisions. But nevertheless, you know, looking at his first three years compared to this year, it's just terrible. So, anyway, you saw the game. You don't need me to report on it. Uh, unfortunately, it looks like my Prediction is still on the way to becoming true, finishing 6-10. and 10. I really wanted to be wrong about that. And the Raiders had every opportunity to win that game last night. And just turning the ball over, fumbling the ball, and throwing interceptions. Can't beat the Eagles on the road doing that. But here we are. One game left. Looking forward to the offseason to see what happens as far as coaching moves, free agent acquisitions, and the draft, of course. And we will continue to root for our Raiders. So Raider Nation, Happy New Year. Greg, Happy New Year. Randy, Happy New Year. God bless all of y'all. And we will talk, if the good Lord is willing, next year in 2018. God bless you. If the Lord is willing. Couldn't have said that better myself, bro. We don't have tomorrow as promised. So, yeah. You know, we have to look to the offseason. I know we got one more game, but you're right. We all know we're looking for maybe a coaching change, perhaps Chucky coming back, which would be amazing, uh, that would infuse uh, true enthusiasm throughout the organization. Um, but we'll see. A new staff for sure, even if it's not him, 
And uh, that goes all the way to the coach for me because the coaching staff, you know, you don't have a head coach. What head coach doesn't know the next play? What head coach does not carry the card around with him and look and see how the game is going in order to maybe make some changes on his own? Del Rio just stands out there and cheers and cheers and pats everybody's butt, and that's it. We don't need a cheerleader. I'm tired of the cheerleader. Uh, we need a real coach that understands the playbook, the play, and the players, by the way. Appreciate the call, brother. Thank you so much. Happy New Year to you and yours, bro. Our next caller is the 360 Raider. Up there in Bellingham, Washington. Very pretty. Merry Christmas, Raider Nation. Raider Randy. Raider Greg. The 360 Raider checking in Bellingham, Washington. It is the day after Christmas. We were on prime time last night against the Eagles in Philly. Um, it looked like we were going to win this game. Uh, there were many, uh, we had many opportunities to win it. And uh, alas, you know, last minute interception, then that final gasp of air to try to get it into the end zone. Uh, but then, uh, you know, we lateral it, and it goes to the defense, and the defense takes it to the house and sticks the nail on the, the final nail in the coffin on the game, and obviously the final nail in the coffin on the season for the Raiders. It's just kind of the story of the Raiders this year. Uh, if, if it was unusual or, or just weird, uh, it was the Raiders. It was just the Raider way this year. Um, I think, uh, you know, we, we play San Diego or San Diego. We play the, uh, LA Chargers on, uh, New Year's Eve. It should be a home game for us against the first time that our beloved team is uh, in the is playing a game in the Los Angeles area in about 23, 22 years, somewhere in there. Uh, so I'm pretty sure that, you know, the Raider fan, the L.A. Raider fan and the Orange County Raider fan, they're all going to make it out there. Uh, and it's going to be a it's going to be a Raider home game, but the Chargers are playing for their playoff lives. So I'm going to guess that they're not resting anybody. Uh, and that they're going to throw everything in the kitchen sink. My hope is, is that we play spoiler to them, and uh, we end up 7-9. and nine. But uh, I don't know. It could go either way. I don't I don't know how to predict this team anymore. Um, I hope that in the offseason we, we, we do clean some house. Uh, coaching staff, Downing's got to go. That guy, uh, he's, not a, he's not a coordinator. He's not a coordinator. Del Rio, I think the guy's a better coordinator than he is a head coach. Um, I think uh, I think being the head coach is too much for the guy. Uh, I think uh, he's better suited as a coordinator. Uh, if anything, maybe they move him to a defensive coordinator and they get a new head coach, although Donald wasn't too bad. If there is a change in the head dog, don't know who it could be. Uh, could be a number of it could be a number of people. I, I have no idea. Um, you know, one one name that you know kind of uh, I think looks interesting and could probably play to the uh, 
probably play to Derek Carr's strengths is the guy that coached uh, Texas A&M, uh, what's his name, Sumlin. Um, you know, he might be a good coordinator. I don't know if he's a good head coach in the NFL. Uh, really unsure of uh, what of what the uh, Raiders going to do in the offseason, how they're going to address certain positions, how they're going to address the coaching staff. But I do know this. I know that if Mark Davis is as smart as he wants to think he is, he, uh, he finds a way to build a winner right now that can contend right now uh, before he uh, packs up the rider trucks and goes to Las Vegas in a couple of years. Uh, he'll have a hard time filling up seats, getting into Vegas, if he ain't bringing a winner into town. I can guarantee that. So the smart, the smart money is that uh, this guy cleans up house brings in uh, what could be a lot of big-name blockbuster-type coaching staff and players and uh, get this team to contend in 18 and in 19. Maybe you can bring home the hardware in in both 18 and 19 for, uh, say, the final goodbyes there in Oakland. That's just the way that I see it. But anyways, always enjoy the podcast. It's been a very weird uh, year here in 2017, both uh, you know, both from a football standpoint, uh, personal standpoint. Ready for this one to be over. Looking forward to 18. With that, wish everybody a happy, healthy, and prosperous 2018. And go Raiders. P60 Raider, and I'm out. Well, my brother, I like what you said. You said a lot. You know, I don't know about the coaching staff other than it needs to change. I really don't want to see a new guy, a new college coach, anybody that has to come in and learn the job. That's We don't have that kind of time here. We need to have a coach that could come in here and really make a big difference immediately. We don't have the time for a college coach to understand the NFL, the meetings, the schedules. It's completely different. I don't want anybody new. Uh, That's a fact, at least for me. I'd like to see a good, solid coach that was let go somewhere else for whatever reason. Um, There are good coaches out there with experience. And there's one waiting to be here. I hope it's John Gruden. Um, And we need a bunch of personnel moves. I think you got rid of of Reggie. Uh, I could go on forever. But, yes, let's just hope for a better season next year. (laughs) Let's look forward to the draft. Oh, brother. And our next caller is the Raider Warrior. I love it. Uh, From Iowa. What's going on there, my brother? What's up, Raider Nation? Raider Greg. This is the Raider Warrior from Iowa. Calling in today for the first time this year. Basically waited until this point because I wanted to see what was going to happen with the boys, you know, after the two and four start and everything. I thought about calling in, but honestly, you know, in the, in the words of Bill Romanowski, the Raiders suck and I'm pissed off. And I didn't call in because I was pissed off. And I've at least accepted the fact where they're at this season. So I thought I'd call in a little bit calmly 
instead of uh, what it would have been like before we were eliminated. But anyway, instead of talking about some of the shortcomings <laughs> for like a, a lack of a better term, there's a hell of a lot more than just some shortcomings this season. I think I'll direct my uh, call more towards what needs to happen moving forward now that they are eliminated after the Eagles loss, which was a total joke of a game again by the Raiders. Uh, first of all, from a coaching staff perspective, we'll start at the top. Uh, Jack Del Rio. I'm a Jack fan. I like Jack. I like the fact that he's a Raider guy. But let's face reality here. Jack Del Rio has done a terrible job hiring assistant coaches and putting a coaching staff in place. He should have fired Ken Norton Jr. after last season. He he made a terrible choice to keep him around. And the promotion of Todd Downing Jr. might be one of the worst promotions in Raider coaching history, maybe even NFL coaching history. As far as the production that we had a season ago, and then to give the keys to a guy who has no idea what he's doing, has been nothing more than a glorified quarterback's coach. And he comes in and literally ruins an entire season. In most cases, you know, people would be a little hard on the play callers. I think that sometimes play callers get a little rough. That isn't the case with Todd Downing Jr. That guy is by all definitions a moron. He has no idea what he's doing. And what else could you ask for if you're a coordinator, whether it's a first-timer or you've been around for a long time? The highest-paid offensive line in the league, a slew of running backs, uh, wide receivers and tight ends that all run 4-4-40s, you know, uh, a third-place finisher in the MVP voting last year at quarterback, and you come in and you run one of the worst offenses I've ever seen. Todd Downing Jr. should have been fired weeks ago, but Jack Del Rio doesn't have the stones to do it, which is another thing on Jack because he clearly is out of his mind, has no idea. And the other thing about the coaching staff, and again on Del Rio, is how is it possible that you have a guy like Del Rio who was a former player in the league, who plays defense, who played linebacker, who had people on his staff that played defense, that played linebacker, and we can't find a single linebacker to draft. We can't find a single linebacker to sign. We can't find a single linebacker to develop. And our woes at linebacker continue again. Reggie McKenzie drafts two butts, and our woes at cornerback continue again. He goes and signs Sean Smith. Doesn't fit our system. He sucks. David Anderson, the theme of the Raider defense, soft. Everybody on that team, this entire Raiders squad is soft. They solved no problems in the offseason on defense. Not a single one. Worst defense I've ever seen. Absolutely pathetic. I'll give John Pagano a little shout out and his ability to make it slightly better. But other than that, this Raiders team this season, soft. Derek Carr, soft. And I'll tell you one thing too about Derek Carr and Jack Del Rio that's really starting to piss me off. Stop telling everybody how great it's going to be. Stop telling everybody how hard you're working. Stop telling everybody how much you care. We care, too. Go out and play the damn game. You want us to believe you, get wins. You want us to believe you, be productive. Show improvements. How many times are these guys going to stand in front of the microphone and say, 
oh, we'll, you know, we're trying real hard. I don't care. Go win. You're supposed to be a playoff team, locked, a Super Bowl team, a team that they thought was going to compete with the Patriots, and you're six wins. Six. I mean, this is the softest team I've ever seen. It's driving me crazy. It's driving me crazy. There's a lot of things that they need to do in the offseason. There's a lot of players that we need to get. And although this may be an unpopular opinion, I'm going to throw something out there, and you can play with it uh, on the show and tell me what you think. The Raiders need to trade Amari Cooper. That's right. They need to trade Amari Cooper. Because right now, Amari Cooper still has elite value. Right now, Amari Cooper is still viewed across the league as the number one wide receiver. And if you're being real with yourself, Raider Nation, if you take your bias and your heart out of it because you like a guy like Amari, and so do I, nice guy, we need to trade Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper can't stay on the damn field. And when he is on the field, he can't catch the damn ball. I mean, what has he really done since becoming a Raider? A few flashes of brilliance here and there. We need to trade Amari Cooper while he still has an incredible trade value and start plugging some of these holes that we have all over this Raider team. So with that, I'll let you toy around with that idea. Um, Love the show. Uh, Thanks for always putting it on. And uh, to the members of Raider Nation, I feel your pain. It doesn't need to be in a Raider here in Iowa. Listening to all these idiots tell me shit all the time. So believe me, you know, like Bill Romanowski said, the Raiders suck, and I'm pissed off. I freaking love this freaking call. I love it so much. I just love it. (laughs) We suck. And you're pissed off. That sums it up for everybody here. I know everybody's shaking their head. Hell yes. We do suck. And I'm tired too of listening to the coaches' bullshit. Everybody else is too, man. I We're getting better. We're trying harder. You know, um, <laughs> we're going to move on from last week. How can you move on? From a game like the Eagles. How can you move? How can you even say we're going to move on, make some adjustments? We got to look forward to the next team. How can you not look back and go, yeah, we had all kinds of problems? You know, Del Rio is not the coach. I know he's not the coach. Uh, For sure, he's not the coach. Any coach who doesn't know the next play is not a coach. And I've I've been saying that for an incredible long time. Uh, Derek Carr. He doesn't have a coach. We got to give him one more chance with a good quarterback coach. Um, I think that we can salvage this young man. But if that doesn't work out, absolutely, he's going to be the one that's going to have to be traded. Um, I think if we can't fix this by early next season, we should be talking to other teams about moving him, move him somewhere else. Um, because we can't continue this kind of we've got to have progression like uh the great quarterbacks i mean those great quarterbacks uh, right now garrick Derek carr is in the bottom half of the quarterback situation here especially he's dropped off the cliff this year i'm telling you it's coaching but still mari cooper trade absolutely 
<laughs> There's nothing to kick around. I've said it before. He's soft. You're great on the whole team is soft. I think the defense has stiffened up here in the last couple games. But I've said it before. Soft is bad conditioning, bad locker room, penalties, all those things, man. They all come together with a lack of discipline, which makes you soft. I totally agree. And that is perforated through this team. We suck, and I'm pissed off. Uh, we all are. We hope for good changes. But, you know, that's all we can do, bro. Um, but you're a Raider fan. I understand. It's frustrating. But you call it perfect, bro. Thanks for the call. And last, but never least, Raider Slim's in the house. Finish it off for us, bro. What you got? What is good, Raider Nation? This is uh, Raider Slim calling once again. What's good, Raider Greg, Raider Randy? How you guys doing, man? Uh, oh, man. Uh, I don't know if this is the hit, brother, but uh, at the end of the day, bro, uh, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, you guys are amazing for what you guys do, man. You guys are awesome. Uh, I hope some way you can continue, man, because make me look forward to uh, this podcast, man. But about the game, man, it was horrible, horrible. Uh, um, the defense, brother, played good, man. We were in the game, dude. We had a few interceptions. We had a fumble. It was our defense did their job, bro. You know, it was, it was our offense that was – Ooh, mainly Derek Carr, man. Uh, he had a really bad game, bro. He looked worse than the other quarterback. Another quarterback looked like crap. Excuse my language, bro. But, man, we all have to make some changes, bro. Uh, Ready, Greg. I love the show, man. Um, God bless you, your family, bro. Uh, you know, Raider Nation all day. You guys, you know, for what you guys have done for so long, it's awesome. Uh, I don't know, I, I don't know what I'm gonna do, man. You guys, but I'll tell you one thing, bro. Freaking Mark Davis is not getting another penny from me, and you've been saying that for a while. And, hey, I'm, I back you, bro. So, you guys, happy holidays, man. It's the day after Christmas out here in the Chargers. Town, uh, Rams Town, L.A. Peace, brother. First of all, brother, thank you for the props. We're going to keep going, I guess, until we don't keep going. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I love the show. I love the fans. I love the fans just like you. I I try to keep it real for everybody. I Like I said at the beginning of the show, I invite anyone who has differing opinions to call in and let it roll. Because... You know, that's what makes us united and not insane when we see stupid games like we've seen the entire season. Listen, <laughs> let's just hope for changes. Let's beat the Chargers. That'd be nice to beat them in the soccer field uh, and a stadium full of Raider fans. I would love to see that. That would be cool. Really cool for the L.A. fan, for sure. Uh, they deserve it. Uh, that would be good. Other than that, man, I appreciate 
every caller on this show. And trust me, man, it's the heart and soul of the RMP. All right, with that, that's all about it. I got to say, let's hope for great things in the near future. Good news could be coming for the Raiders. Let's just pray that it does. I hope we get a good coach with a great staff and we can move this ball forward and stop and stop this nonsense that we've been going through for too long. Puh leaves. I am Raider Greg and I am out. <laughs>